Hello, everyone, and welcome to Teach Ag Talks, the podcast bringing you the news and voices of Pennsylvania agricultural education. We are here today with Laurel Paxton Rush. So Laurel, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, like when you graduated and what you graduated with? I graduated from um, Penn State here in 1996 with a degree in ag education. Hey, ag ed, PSU ag ed, yes. uh, hashtag PSU ag ed 86. I started out actually in the College of Education, put in two years there, and then um, I had actually always really wanted to be in the College of Agriculture. Uh, but my mother thought I should be a teacher. But after two years there, I said, no, I really want to be in the College of Agriculture, but I didn't want to lose all the credits I'd already taken okay, in so education. That's how you so, yes, uh, I hate that. Maybe I'm showing my age here, but back in those days, we still had blue books. And I literally opened up the blue book, which was a list of all the majors. And uh, the first college is the College of Agriculture. And I think the second major in the book was agriculture education and I said there that's yes so I called my advisor made the call and never looked back oh that's awesome <laughs> well we're happy that we, uh, you could join the ranks of all the PSU ag ed alumni so that is really neat with your ag ed degree um, what are you doing these days currently um, I work for the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture under the State Conservation Commission it's a very sexy job. I'm a, awesome. a, I'm a regional nutrient management wow. program coordinator, but what that means is I help people manage manure on their farms. Wow. Yes. It is a, it is a water quality program. <laughs> yeah. I worked in conservation for like a county conservation district for about 12 years, and then this position became available, and I cover 16 counties in western Pennsylvania. That's awesome. So I'm support for the county conservation districts out there. So what what opportunities are out there that you know of for ag teachers to have their students engage in like environmental topics, like the ones that uh, you talk about in your everyday uh, job? So the the two that really come uh, to mind for me are number one, the Pennsylvania Envirothon program. Love that. It, it is definitely, it is geared towards a high school age uh, student and it covers the main topics of um, water and forestry and soils, um, you know, and it it just really brings it all together in one contest, um, and there's always a special topic. So it also keeps called a current event topic. So there's always something current about, you know, what, what is happening in the environment. Uh, the second contest that comes to mind is the Pennsylvania Grassland Contest. It, again, is geared towards that high school age student, and it doesn't necessarily, neither one of these contests do you necessarily have to be FFA or 4-H. You can have a science club or something like that at your school, oh, and, that's great. and you can participate in this. Um, the Pennsylvania Grassland Contest is focused much more on grazing and forage production, and it still has a soils component and a wildlife component in it. But again, it's just really nice contests that bring together uh, several environmental topics and show how they all interact in these systems. 
both of these contests at the state level do have uh, scholarship money attached to them if you are a, a, a winning team. So it, it's an opportunity if you know students are looking um, for for scholarship money. So the the Pennsylvania Virathon and the Grassland contests, I think they're these are both really cool. So when do both of these happen, and how do teachers get connected with them? So the Pennsylvania Envirothon um, is more of a springtime event. Uh, counties hold local competitions, usually in the April-May time frame. Uh, the Pennsylvania Grassland Contest is held in the fall of the year, usually in um, October. And uh, we hold it up here at the uh, Ag Progress Day site. Listening to what you do, mm-hmm. how can like ag teachers translate what you do into classroom resources? Maybe first of all, I should say I... I did teach in a classroom uh, in two different schools in southwestern Pennsylvania for about three years. The honest reason that I didn't stay in it is there weren't a lot of opportunities in it. Uh, both of those positions were either part-time or through substitute teaching. Yeah. And so that's sort of why I went away from it. It's not because I didn't like it, but the opportunities yeah, just that's, weren't there. Yeah, that's definitely changed since then, whereas... For every six jobs that become available in ag education across the country, there's only one ag teacher to fill it. So mm-hmm. uh, we definitely are pushing, again, for agriculture education. See, and that's very exciting to me because I, I know even in the county I live in, um, it used to be there were only two ag programs, and now there are four ag programs. Oh, that's and awesome. And two of them are actually like reestablished programs. So they used to be, and then they were like, you know, taken away, and then the school district has now come back and reestablished them, which I, I think is great. But um, a lot of the work that I have done with manure management is with FFA teachers and the um, ag projects that FFA students are required to do, especially the animal projects. The manure management program is set up in a workbook style. So the way I sort of approached it is I would, uh, if you want to say teach the teacher, I would go in, I would sit down with the ag teacher, I would show them how to fill out the workbook, how it would be applicable to the animal projects that that they were supervising, and then they were able to translate it then to their students, mainly because I deal now a lot, it, it is a state law that if you produce manure or handle manure on your farming operation, that you need to have a written plan. Any time that you can talk about water quality, because that is a huge topic in this state. Um, I know people always think, well, I don't live in the Chesapeake Bay, which I I don't live in the Chesapeake Bay, but I still want to drink clean water, and that's something that affects all of us. Absolutely. So how can, uh, since we see that this is kind of something that, a lot of ag teachers, um, especially in the south central part of Pennsylvania, are going to have to become maybe a little bit more aware of, not necessarily that they're going to be ne- uh, actively engaged, but they should probably be aware of it. So how can ag teachers reach out to you and what resources can you provide from the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture? So honestly, I would recommend that their, their first contact be with their county conservation district. Okay. Most of the county conservation districts have a technician that is delegated in this program that will be able to come probably to their school and 
talk directly with them. They might already have some educational programs that are set up, and that would really be, I think, the, their first step. The manure management manual is available online. So it is set up in a way that anyone can go on, can download it, and it has a whole set of instructions, it has a workbook, and then it has resources. So if someone is a little intimidated, uh, such as a farmer or an agriculture operator, that they don't want to go in to a government office, they can download it off the internet themselves and, and fill it out. I see. Well, uh, Laurel, thank you so much for coming and speak with us. Uh, it's been really awesome to uh, talk with you. Okay. So do you have anything that you would like to say to agriculture educators across the state of Pennsylvania? I just think that it's a really exciting and changing time in Pennsylvania agriculture. And I think whether you are a, an alumni of Penn State or you are just a person in the agricultural industry in, in Pennsylvania, that we all want the future of agriculture, which are our, our, our young students and the educators that are preparing them to succeed. Because if they don't succeed, then we're all going to fail. Well, that's awesome. Laurel, thank you so much for your time. We look forward to seeing what we can do together uh, in terms of our relationship with the Department of Agriculture and uh, ag teachers across the state of Pennsylvania, across this Commonwealth. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. So we're here with Courtney. Where, when did you graduate and uh, with what did you graduate? I graduated uh, in, the, in the spring, May 2012. My degree was in ag sciences um, and I actually had an animal science minor. All right, so kind of in our department of yeah. AESE, we love That's agriculture, correct. economics, sociology, and education. Yeah, yeah. yeah we love that. And uh, so what do you do nowadays that you're not at PSU anymore? Um, now I am the director of producer communications for the Pennsylvania Beef Council. Uh, so what I do is education uh, to beef and dairy producers across the state of Pennsylvania. So what do you, I know you probably don't have a normal day in the job because that's just kind of how <laughs> agriculture goes, but what would a normal day look like for you? Sure. So my main role is to host the Beef Quality Assurance program, oh, which okay. if you're not familiar with Beef Quality Assurance, uh, it is basically a set, set of uh, educational standards, protocols, sort of guidelines that beef and dairy producers uh, can follow. It is a voluntary program, so folks can kind of sign up and get free educational resources to use on their operations. Oh, right. Uh, free educational resources. We love that as <laughs> teachers and whatnot. Right. Uh, so I want to dive right into it. What is your experience with agricultural education? Sure. So I am a product of um, an excellent ag education program. I graduated from McGuffey High School oh, okay. um, in 2008. Uh, my ag teacher was Mr. Tom Lane. He was a phenomenal uh, ag teacher, did a ton of um, programs for us. So my ag career started early through that high school program. And then obviously I elected to come to Penn State. I was unsure what I wanted to do when I got here. Originally, I thought maybe I wanted to be an ag teacher, thought mm, that seems a little bit limiting, so I decided to switch to the ag science uh, option, which at the time meant that I didn't do my student teaching, but I took a lot of education courses, which down the road ended up being very helpful for my now career. That's awesome. So 
Uh, not that I'm trying to lose any of our ag ed majors to the ag <laughs> science, but what would you say has been the biggest benefit for you uh, going into the ag science opposed to ag education? And by, by that, I mean, how did you know that ag ed wasn't necessarily right for you, but ag sci was in the same area, in the same ballpark, and it's uh, benefited you? Sure. So actually, the way that that happened for me, it kind of started when I I was a senior. To graduate from my high school, we had to do a senior research project. And part of that was I uh, spent a day with an ag teacher, and it had to be outside of your kind of local area. Um, So I just learned, maybe when I was in high school, I had kind of a really idealistic view of what it would be like to be an ag teacher. And not that my experience, you know, was bad, but I just learned that I felt like that wasn't for me. I wanted to be able to maybe be a little more flexible in my career. We also farm on the side, so I knew that I wanted to be a little, you know, be able to do those kind of things. So when I got to Penn State and I was unsure about the the ag education route, the opportunity to take some more coursework outside of just the very specific um, ag education was really intriguing to me. I took quite a few courses in the Department of Communications, which I would not have had room for uh, if I stuck with the ag education route. You were talking about how uh, BQA, the Beef Quality Assurance, works a lot with educational materials and whatnot. And I know that um, this is also kind of becomes part of some curriculum for ag teachers across the state of Pennsylvania. What can you do, or I should say, how can teachers like access the materials that you have access to so that they can use those in those classrooms so that we can get a step ahead so that these students are already well-versed in what's going on before they even reach the career field. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, it's probably been four or five years ago now, the Beef Council saw the need for those students to have access to the Beef Quality Assurance materials. We had a number of requests for teachers in the classroom wanting to get their cert- their students certified uh, under the BQA program. And it was, it was not feasible for us. I mean, I'm a one-man show in terms of BQA. Uh, so what we did was create a youth toolkit so those teachers can access free of charge the full online learning suite, basically. Awesome. Um, and it literally comes via jump drive. They have all the materials they need. And I send along some handouts and programming that they can put into force. And then those students are BQA certified. Um, So I know that one of the big struggles for teachers is they're continually asked to, you know, have their students receive more certificates while they're in their program. And that's something that we're able to do for them free of charge. That's awesome. So would they have to go to a website to like register for that? Yeah, they actually can visit our website, which is pa-bqa.org and they can get my contact information. Uh, Just shoot me a note and I'm happy to get them set up with that. That's awesome. That's a little gem that we did not plan for, folks. So I'm glad that we uh, that we got into that. And so, kind of off that subject, uh, what is it that you feel teachers need to be working on with their students? You know, for your career path. So, so what is it that you feel like kids from my generation should students, I should say, from <laughs> sure. my generation uh, should be working on to be well versed in your area of expertise? Sure. So the obvious things still apply. Um, students need social skills, without a doubt, those soft skills and, you know, the ability to be in a tough situation or an interview, whatever it might be, that's critical across all fields. That's not just an ag-specific thing. I think that's really, really important. 
I also think that it's really valuable for teachers to explore a lot of technical programs. And while we do need next generation ag teachers, without a doubt, a lot of what I do and the people I work with are either coming from a tech school two-year degree or an 18-month type of program. So that's something I find teachers can be um, really instrumental in encouraging students to maybe follow a passion or a skill that they have developed that is not necessarily a four-year degree from a college. So that is um, that is something that's that I think is really important. I also would encourage students and teachers alike in the very short distance between us, Justin, we the the world of social media has changed significantly, mm-hmm. um, and that is that it kind of literally happened when I started college. Um, Facebook had you had to have a .edu email address, and it really essentially just took off. Wow! Um, so in that very short period of time, the world that we live in has changed a lot. And I am not old school and not going to say, like, be careful what you put on social media. Like, I think everyone is aware of that. Yeah. But what I would think is valuable is for people um, to understand how it can be a really powerful tool, whether you're going to be a teacher or you're going to be a salesman or whatever it might be, not letting um, kind of four walls limit you on in terms of who you can talk to or where you can be. Similar to this podcast, you know, you started this podcast, I think... Students need to understand they can think outside the box and use technology as a tool rather than it be just for fun. Wow, that's awesome. Courtney, thank you so much for, you know, sharing your expertise with us, you know, us agriculture educators across the state of Pennsylvania. Is there anything that you would like to say to the agricultural educators across the state of Pennsylvania? Um, I first want to say thank you. I know that sometimes it can feel a little bit like a thankless job because you're working in a kind of contained environment with the same students time after time. But, and then, and second, certainly if you have questions or are looking for resources outside your classroom, I myself and know of lots of other folks who want to bring industry to students. So certainly don't be afraid to reach out. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Courtney. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning in to Teach Ag Talks with Thomas Gable. Be sure to check out teachagpsu.blogspot.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for more publications from Teach Ag PSU. For details on this episode, be sure to check out the show notes below. Want to see what else is going on in Pennsylvania agricultural education? If you're not already on the Tuesday Teach Ag Topics email blast, send us an email at teachag.psu.edu. We'll see you next month.